0: ladles and jelly spoons welcome to truth love and peace this is episode 21 my friend Edward David Anderson in the camper almost said in studio but let's be real (laughs) it's just my place Uh, so we are firing up the Facebook live and all the appropriate accoutrements and uh, if I can find that button there goes that button and then there goes that button So Facebook live is up and running so you can get on there and share that Um, For those of you tuning in on Facebook live. Thanks for joining us Um, And it says it's up and running so that's all good while we're doing this we'll catch people up we have been sitting here talking about uh, stand-up comedy and music and uh, where those two roads intersect and um, And that's kind of the catch-up from from what we got going on here. i got to mute this. Oh, man. I've had that happen before because I forget that the microphone is on the table now. And so if my computer just turns on all of a sudden, people freak out. (laughs) Absolutely freak out. So while you're doing that, I'm going to ask you some easy questions. All right. Uh, What's the name of the album that I was listening to? What's up, Robbie Holder? Good to see you, man. (laughs) Um... The new, I think it's going to be called Chasing Butterflies. Chasing Butterflies. Yeah, I think that's... It, it's.
1: We're actually kind of in the process of doing artwork and all that right now. I'm trying to make sure I got this thing shared correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, the Chasing Butterflies... Were you around when
2: Cowboy Johnson was around? Yeah. Kind of yeah
1: I so I wrote that tune about Cowboy, actually. I had done um, a bunch of gigs with him over a couple of years and kind of listened to his stories and saved him up. And... Um, one day I was out at my uncle Stevie's farm and the song about Cowboy kind of just dropped out of this guy. It's all, I mean, as far as I, I know, all everything. as long as everything he told me was true, it's a completely true story. But you never know. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, Cowboy Johnson, we'll have to go back and tag him. Uh, yeah, we love Cowboy.
1: Hopefully he's coming maybe in a week or so. We can be back. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Good. I'm going to drag him over here when he gets here. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Hopefully he makes it, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, so I think everything is shared. I think all that's good. Uh, so this is the camera, right here. Yeah. So okay. that's that's who we're talking to. Okay. Um, yeah. You can kind of see us. Yeah, there. I don't need to see us. That's fine. <laughs> do that. So yeah. There we are. Um, so thank you guys for joining us online. We appreciate having you here. Uh, feel free to leave some comments. We'll try and get to those. Uh, since it looks like there are a couple folks chiming in, we're happy to have you. Uh, Robbie and Karen thanks for joining us love you guys uh, since I see your faces and and names right there Uh, but in the meantime we are going to close this and get this out of the way because I don't want to be distracted I'll try and keep up with comments as they come through here and Cowboy Johnson yeah man so let's just take it back from there that guy tells some wicked stories oh yeah and you had had talked about playing playing a song do you do you want to sure, I could fire cow- that one I can off. I could play the
1: cowboy song, and let's start this there. Is, I think it'll be the title track on the new record, because I'd rather hear a tune than go back and rehash the cowboy song. Yeah, conversation sure. These, This do. is, this is, you know, like I'm singing it from his perspective. Okay. So, and I kind of, when I wrote it, I wrote it in a way that, that kind of he would write, even, and even the way I'm singing it is kind of cowboy-esque. But uh, I love cowboy. This is really, this is uh, one of my favorite songs on the new record. It's got a great pedal steel, so on. Anyway, let's go this.
2: I was never one to fear Keep good time to the beat of my own drum I ain't allowed in Texas I smoke cigarettes for breakfast Feels like half my life's been on the run Got knocked around so I ran from town to town I left home when I was just a kid Everything I do and everything I've done Goes right back to what my daddy did. Home is a memory, and I don't know where it answer it again. It's far, but still close to me. It's like chasing butterflies in the wind. Chasing butterflies in the Well, I hitched a lot of rides, had my share of brides, put each one of them right back on the shelf. You see, I've been known to yell, fuss and fight and raise some hell, came to find I'm better by myself. So I picked an old guitar, started singing at the bar, meeting ladies, making tips still raising hell, shooting guns, starting fire. Running drugs into the night Till I wound up on the inside of a cell I said home Where I wanna be No, I don't know where it ends or it begins It's far but still close to me It's like chasing butterflies in the wind Chasing butterflies in the wind drinking and shooting smack I'm still known to roam from place to place there's a restlessness I guess I'm uneasy I confess I slow down when I lay me in my grave I said home is a mystery no I don't know where the answer it answer is it's far what's still close to me it's like chasing butterflies in the wind. I said, on oh, oh, oh. now I don't know where the answer it begins. It's far, but still close to me. It's like chasing butterflies in the wind. Chasing butterflies in the wind. Chasing butterflies. In the wind, in the wind, in the wind.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful,
2: thanks, man. And
0: the images that come to mind of remembering Cowboy and just yep. seeing him doing all that stuff—it oh, yeah. makes me wonder what people will think of that don't know Cowboy. Yeah. And 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 how that comes across. But I love the the tone that you captured. It's Thank you. very him. It's Yeah, very I mean, very it, was, him. it
1: was a fun couple of years playing with him. That was uh, the first time. <laughs> the first time I uh, actually played at the Floribama. He and Cook were playing Cowboy and Cook in the Dome. Yeah. and i had met cowboy at the mothership in, in orange beach like maybe the week before mm-hmm. so we saw him and he instantly he's like hey come on up here yeah. you know so i get up and i start playing with cook and he goes out to have a smoke on the beach yeah. an hour later i'm still up there playing his game <laughs> smoking a jay that's great <laughs>
0: that's cowboy man yeah
1: man so he's he's a cool cat he's he's um he's a very uh hard on sleeve kind of guy you're gonna he's gonna tell you how you, how he feels and yeah i love
0: him for that so yeah i thought you said hard on sleeve and i was like explain <laughs> that hard on what
1: it. do you mean by that uh, he does yeah. wear his heart on his sleeve he he's, does. he's he's gonna tell you how he feels sometimes <laughs> uh yeah the one of the last times i played with with him uh, <coughs> yeah, we were playing at the mothership this was a few years ago and i was leaving like the next day or something to go back to illinois so i was kind of stressed and uh, um, and uh, we we're packing up the camper and all that stuff and and um he could tell i was kind of flustered and and uh he said what's the matter i said ah, i gotta go back to the real world tomorrow or whatever and he's like what this isn't real enough for you and i can he he's kind of in one of those moods and um we did we played a song we didn't really do the sound check and it turns out when we were playing like my mom, what i was playing was cranked in his monitor and i didn't know that yeah so he was getting frustrated and I was having this great moment musically and I played this solo and it was a really melodic thing. I don't even remember what tune we were playing. I was like, yeah, that was, I just, I felt really good about what I just played. I looked over at him. I didn't realize that it was, it was like blaring in his face. He goes, will you turn the fuck down? <laughs> 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 yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the last gigs I played with, with uh, Cowboy. But anyway, hopefully he comes back and we get to do some
0: more, some picking together. then. Good, yeah. Up, if he, If he makes it into town, I'm yeah. definitely going to pin him down. You and should. Make him you tell should. some stories. Yeah, he's. I know he's, he's got a, he's a, a couple.
1: He's a character, man. Yeah.
0: Cowboy Johnson. Do you know an easy way to find his his music and your music? Yeah, plug I think, all this stuff real quick. Catch I, everybody I, up if they want to listen to that again. Tell them where to find.
1: Um. It. Well, there's like a video version. Of, it's going to be on the new record that's coming out in mm-hmm. October. So okay. like, it won't come out until like this fall. But um, there's YouTube versions of it and stuff. Uh, the Chasing Butterflies in the Wind. Um. Cowboy's got a Facebook page. I think it's it's it's. I don't know if it's Cowboy Johnson. For a while it was Seaboy Live. I'm not sure what he's going under now, but he's back on internet, on good. Facebook and stuff. So I know that, and he's playing a handful of gigs out there in Northern California. So he's
0: keeping awesome. himself busy. Yeah. Good. 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 Can't wait to see him again. And for
1: oh, so for me, uh, EdwardDavidAnderson.com is probably the place where you can hear a bunch of stuff. And
0: I can. Yeah. So. Leading up to meeting Cowboy and getting into that moment where uh, where you broke an eardrum with your with your monitor, <laughs> how what are all the things that led up to that being such an awesome moment for you? Like, oh, did, did you uh, know about Cowboy before you met no, him at all? No, no, we we didn't. Didn't first meet of all,
1: I didn't even know. Time. Like, a girl, yeah. I mean, for a, a significant part of my life, I didn't even know that this place existed. You know, like I didn't even know Alabama had beaches. Um, we were the band that I was t- a band that I was touring in. This is probably like. I don't know, maybe a dozen years ago or something like that. We had uh, a gig, you know, like in Tallahassee, and then we were going to, like, New Orleans, I think. I'm not exactly sure, but I remember we had a couple of days to kill, and the guy that was tour managing and driving suggested that we stop in Gulf Shores because he had a buddy that was living in a condo and still living actually in the exact same condo in the same spot. Um, but So we stayed, stayed with him for a couple of days, and he kind of took us around, and, and we, you know, I don't think it was like warm out, but I mean I remember being pretty impacted by just the scene and and uh, just the scenery and the scene. There's a lot of people writing and like uh, you mm-hmm. know he took us to the Bamas you know years ago and stuff. It was, everywhere I went I felt like somebody was playing music.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and and of course you have the beach, man. You have the Gulf of Mexico. It's it's hypnotizing. It's absolutely astounding. It is. So you know I don't know years passed. Um, I think it was like. Maybe six years ago, after my mom had passed away and, and my wife's mother had passed away, we like on the same year, we had a really rough Ooh, year, and, and we were kind of like looking to to kind of uh, the winters were getting brutal because that we lost both our moms in the winter months, and they're already psychologically hard, and so we decided that we were gonna that she was gonna quit her job, and I was just gonna start a solo thing because that band had fizzled, and and um, And uh, we were trying to figure out where we could go, where it could be warm, where there was potentially work to play music and, you know, not have to be touring in the ice and snow, which I had done a lot of. And, like, when you're on the road in the winter in the Midwest, it can become very dangerous very quickly. And so the idea was kind of to get away from that. My wife actually had a car wreck on some ice up there. So anyway, um, you know, I suggested that we come visit this place. So about like six years ago, we came down, you know, for like a week during the winter. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at the, uh, the a Best Western, which is exactly in Gulf Shores, which is right across the street from the place that I had stayed with my band at my buddy's place. And I'm like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's his place. Yeah, you I right right hadn't kept up or whatever. So we ended up connecting with him and enjoying it. And she dug it. And he took us to the mothership. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a, Mel Knapp was playing out there. And I think mm-hmm. I, maybe I met Cowboy. You know, or maybe it was the next. I think it was when we came back the next year, I met Cowboy. But Mel Knapp was out there the first night. And I loved Mel right right off the get, get-go. We were friends. And and then um, for people who don't know what the mothership is, real quick, yeah. plug those. Guys Happy and Harbor we'll and it. Orange <laughs> Beach. Yeah, we referred to it lovingly as the mothership. Now I think it's called Sassy Bass Caribbean Grill or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't actually been to the new. The new no, well, fuck that. <laughs> my, I know that is. So. But the mothership's gone, <laughs> yeah, man. It's gone. Oh. It only lasted a couple of years, and um, Henry was doing a lot of work over there at the time. Anyway, we met all of our friends pretty much when we returned um, to live in an RV for the whole winter you Know the first open Mel night, we met Cowboy and a bunch of other people that were, and, and we ended up being friends, you know, becoming friends with and have been our friends for the last five years. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it, it just kind of started. Orange Beach was kind of our spot for the last four years, I guess, pretty much. We hung out there, and now we're living on West Beach and uh, Gulf Shores and really digging that. I've settled, we've settled right in at the Flying Harpoon, it's yeah, kind of become. <laughs> 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 I was had, enjoying beverages there last night, even. So, um, yeah uh we're digging west beach and just really the whole getting to come down here for the winters is yeah. very lucky to get to do this we don't take it for granted i mean we feel very fortunate to be able to ditch out on winter and and you know a lot of really cool people down here and i play
0: fun gigs and so yeah that's great man. yeah it's pretty cool west beach is a is an oddity in and of itself mm-hmm. you know um it's it's one more level of the edge of the earth, in that it's a two lane road <laughs> mm-hmm. on the end of an island. There's no way off. Yep, like it's a dead end. It dead ends. And yep, the, and the lagoon. Uh, do you, I, that was a big deal for me when I was a kid because there was the crosswalk over there. Do you hang out down there much? Um, I don't. I we I can see the lagoon from
1: where I park my van and stuff yeah. and then and from the balcony of the condo that we stay in I can actually I have I can see the gulf too it's across the street so we're cool. like right in between the lagoon and the gulf and I can see both from where I live How basically. close are you to the pass? Um that's probably another couple of miles down
0: yeah. like yeah we're
1: about like we're like basically 1 mile west of
0: um 59 so, so, kind of Bahama
1: too. Bob's and that little... Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Not right too far out. down there. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do when uh, when I'm brave enough to drive through Alabama is uh, <laughs> is to just drive down to West Beach and turn around oh, yeah. and come back. Yeah. But, uh, Isn't it amazing? Like, I mean, we've kind of fallen into this thing. When you get down and you live
1: on this island, you don't want to leave it. You don't even no. really want to go even a few miles out of your way. Well, it's like, the country.
0: It's, like, it's a whole it's, other amazing. version of the country. It's because just... It's, What's the closest? The closest Walmart to where we're at right now is a 15 minute drive. Yeah. That's further than my yeah. parents' house. Mm-hmm. You live on a dirt road. Yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. the country. It is. And it's, there's
1: something, it. it's magnetic. You just don't really, we like, we always breathe this huge sigh of relief. Like, for the last few years, it's been coming across that bridge in Orange Beach, even though they, Pay, you have to pay like $3 a time to go in and out. <laughs> now we actually we go across the 1059 and and Gulf Shores but we give this kind of <sighs> when you get on the other side it's like we're back on the island you know. Yeah, it's like, just a, it's a very relaxing place to be, you know, like it, and you and you know, we used to kind of laugh cuz the first year that we lived down here we were up in Alberta in an RV park. Mm-hmm. And people were you know like we were driving back and forth all the time and just people would would be like, you know, we, we don't want to go here or there cuz it's too far. We don't want to leave the island and we're all. It's like kind of you know, we're driving like 20 minutes each way to get back, and,
0: and now we are those people who don't want to leave. I don't want to.
1: So far away. We've turned into those
0: people. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I think it's great living on the beach, though. I think it's the edge of an alien world. And, it's amazing uh, when you think about all the life that's out there. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's unfathomable. Yeah, I know. Everybody just drives by it and doesn't really think twice about it. I don't think, but I'm one of those weird people that's like thinking about what's under there. Yeah, you know, like it's it's, it's that's it's, a world I can't exist. It's in. unbelievable. Yeah, like it's and it's so much life. It's just like my my wife was fishing the other day, and she pulled up four big fish from under the bridge, like within like minutes. Nice. And it's like how much shit is that is down there? I mean, it's unbelievable how much. I mean, obviously you don't you don't catch them like that all the time, but when you think about like just how much. Life is underneath the surface of that water, be it a mm-hmm. plant or a fish or whatever. It's, it's, it's unfathomable, really. And we just yeah. yank it out
0: and mm-hmm. gnaw on it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, and it was tasty. She caught a redfish and a um, black drum and a couple of sheep's head and all of which were really really good. Yummy. Yeah. Does cook come down there and fish with you all the time? You know, we don't fish down there. Like she, we usually go like, and she's more of a fish. I don't. I catch songs and she catches fish. Actually, I'll play you a song uh, about that here in, in a minute. But like, she's 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 more the fisher person than I am. She's <laughs> yeah. She she's uh she'll go out on the boat and they uh, a friend of ours works over at um, Freedom, so. um... Sometimes he, he can take us out and stuff, and so she usually fi- we're usually fishing from boat. Okay. We don't really fish from, uh, from, the, from the land very often. Cool. And, and a lot of times it seems like lately they've just been going right for under that bridge right there, as we're, and they'll just kind of sit I right know. there
0: and just kind of try to cherry pick. Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: Cook's quite the... He's the fish whisperer, isn't he?
0: Yes, he is. Yeah. He is. Uh, anytime <laughs> fishing comes up, I immediately think of Cook because he's uh, the fishing report yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. If I could get him... To be somewhere on a regular basis then i would i would force him to do a fishing segment because i know it'd be hilarious oh yeah man but uh just keeping up with him man he's his brain moves faster than mine does it's oh amazing. yeah no cooks cooks oh, a good amazing. dude man yeah
1: man uh he's actually i met him like i said pretty early on yeah down here as well and played a ton of music with, with, with john yeah he's a good dude and 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 you know, quite the fisherman, from what I'm told. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, he is. Hey, I love when he comes over here and hangs out. He um, he comes over here all the time, which is awesome. He's uh, he's always good company. He and I, I, always bug him about Fukushima. You know, he because he keeps up with with what's going on because of all the fish in the Pacific Ocean sure. are now irradiated. Oh, okay. And so he knows all kinds of stuff about Fukushima. And he's a very smart dude. It's Let's am, see if I can remember this amazing. tune. This she'll
1: catch fish and I'll catch song song. <laughs> of mine we were hanging out and she was showing us a wedding picture uh that had probably a hundred people in it and she said you can't see me but i know where i am and i was like that sounds like a song Mm -hmm. so this this has nothing to do with that but that line came from a friend of mine you can't see me but i know where i am
2: you can't see me but i know where i am you can't be me and stand right where i stand you won't know me Till you take my hand You can't see me But I know where I am You can't hear me But I sing good and loud Writing down my thoughts Trying to make my mama proud You don't know me I'm a face out in the crowd You can't hear me But I sing good and loud Flying low to the Ground. Driving South Bama bound, gonna go drink some beer and disappear. She'll catch fish and I'll catch songs. When I screw up, she'll right my wrong. Let's all raise a glass and yell out cheer. You can't feel me someday, you just might. Walk inside my shoes and understand my plight. Till the day comes, I'll keep fighting. You can't feel me, someday you just might. and I'll catch songs When I screw up she'll right my wrongs Let's all raise a glass and yell out cheers You can't see me but I know where I am You can't be me and stand right where I stand You won't know me until you take my hand You can't see me but I know where I am I say you can't see me. But I know where I am, I say you can't see me, but I.
0: that every once in a while because the camera needs me to it just has to be reset oh, uh, shoot, doesn't, doesn't mean anything. whatever it takes my brother uh, my friend, running the show my friend freaked out last night and he's like are we done i'm like no not even <laughs> uh, that's awesome uh you can't see me but, but I, know I know where, where i am. am that song speaks to, to, to me a lot because of uh it, t- it it touches on for me what it means to know that we're ourselves but also know that sometimes we only exist in the minds of other people, sure, you know, and, and the way we're perceived, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, I think definitely
1: in this business too, it's a weird one. It Gets you kind of thinking about, yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: you 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 can you can feel invisible, but I think as long as you can hang on to what you're what you're doing for in the first place, then it, it makes everything okay. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a weird, uh, it's a strange way to make a living. You know, it always has been. Mm-hmm. I've never had any other job in my adult life, but to write songs and drive around and play them and make records—it's so <laughs> it's very strange.
0: So, it's how just... much of that did you write sitting with while she was fishing? Man, I—I think what I think it was um, the
1: same night that I heard my friend say, "You can't see me, but I know where I am." I said something about how she catches fish and I catch songs because mm-hmm. I got on a little roll um, where I wrote like you know like a a half dozen tunes in a few days or something like that Mm -hmm. and um that was just one of them like short you know i think i was writing a different song when she was out fishing and then the other one came like a couple days later or something but it's um songwriting's weird because i had gone like months without anything and then i just wrote a ton in like a couple days so but it was good i mean i i think i'm at my happiest when i'm coming up with stuff
0: that's that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Feel good when I'm create when I'm feeling creative. You know, I I think a lot of it was... Uh, I read this uh, book on Guy. Do you ever listen to Guy Clark at all? The name sounds familiar. Yeah, he, Guy Clark was a, a Texas guy. Actually, he lived in, La- in Nashville most of his life, but he was born and raised in Texas. He ran with Towns, Van Zant, and Mickey Newberry and um, okay. some of those. Some of those. That's guts. probably where
0: I've heard the name yeah. before.
1: Yeah, guy, and actually, and I'll play. I'll play another song for you. But I anyway, know uh, where I reference guy and Towns and Mickey, and Susanna guy's wife at the time. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Guy Clark was this um, kind of larger-than-life character who um, wrote brilliant songs. Uh, I don't, I, they're not really country, they're not folk. He didn't really have like a category. I mean, when Americana was invented, you know, in Nashville, they said, oh, well, we're going to do this new kind of music and it's Americana and it encompasses this. He was the king of that. Because you, you couldn't really slap a label on the guy and he refused to compromise even slightly. You know, like he yeah. just, he was just, he just did it his way, you know. Um, like a great story about like him, and uh, I, this is all coming from this book. The, the book's called uh, Without Getting Killed or Caught, okay. which is like, has this tune called uh, L.A. Freeway. If I could just get off this LA freeway without getting killed or caught that was the one line that he went to Nashville with but anyway um, he was just this this really uh, interesting cat and like you know uh, kind of maybe a little bit surly in, in, in his older years uh, definitely someone that uh, partied you know never really stopped you know um, he, he was still a guy that was you know uh, up until five or six uh, fishing for songs you know you felt like the, he felt like the best stuff would reveal itself the later you stayed up and stuff anyway um this great story about later in his career is kind of having a reemergence, and he was uh, introduced uh in this hotel uh in like some fancy restaurant to uh, all these uh radio guys um guys that own radio stations and their wives Mm -hmm. and they were having some sort of meeting because they were going to embrace this new release by guy and and um he comes down and and his manager or whatever is like i'd like to introduce to you guy clark and he goes around he's texas gentleman shakes everybody's hands you know nice to meet y'all he sits down He was a notorious cigarette smoker, he smoked all the time. He would smoke on stage even when it said no smoking, called a prop, he used the prop clause all the time, you know? Anyway, um, he uh, sits down and he takes out a cig and he goes to light it up and he goes, uh, you guys mind if I smoke, or y'all mind if I smoke? And one of the radio execs' wives was like, actually, and before she even said anything, he goes, well, then fuck y'all. And he gets up and walks and, and, and sits at, like, at a table like, across the, the restaurant and just sits by himself and doesn't talk to him. That's and these are people that are supposed to help him you know, like, in this kind of re- resurgence. But he was just a, um, just a, a, an interesting man who refused to compromise. I don't think that it ever was, even entered his mind. He, just was, he, did, he was just himself. He was also a guitar builder, and I didn't really know that much about that. But um, and the reason I, I reference Mickey Newberry in this song is because he had built Mickey Newberry a guitar, and he didn't do a very good job. And the, the 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 top of it collapsed. He made it too thin. Oh. Guitar building's a science, man. It's like there's so much tension the strings, and, and to be able to, the way you, the bracing works on the inside, and to be able to hold that kind of tension. You know, you, if you build a, a top too thin. Um, you can have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, he tells he talks about how he would build uh, guitars and how you know, basically the same under the same specs, and that one would sing amazing and be and play amazing, and then like the other one, which he thought he would built identical, you know, was the redheaded stepchild that like didn't play well and didn't sound didn't resonate, and he he didn't really understand that, so he sent these two guitars that were basically ident- identical specs to a luthier, a renowned luthier, a guitar builder. And said, uh, "What gives? Like, why does this one sound amazing? And What is it like? Is it you know like that? I measure something differently. Like, what can you go through these guitars with a fine tooth comb and tell me like one play, why one plays better than the other?" Mm-hmm. And he gets back to him and says, "It ain't in the it ain't in the numbers. Sometimes you get lucky." And I was like, "Well, that's a song right there." You know, like so, so that's what this this is about. Guy Clark building guitars. It's called Guy Guy. Guy built guitars. I've never played it in front of anybody, so this is the you're my guinea pig here.
0: Debut, I like it.
2: Cars, and Each one unique, assembled with patience, with soul and technique. He said some will sing loud and more clear than others. Some, for some reason, come from red headed mothers. And Mickey sat wrecked on a shelf in his shop, a bloody thumbprint and a thin broken top. The mysterious part is chewing in the wood he said with a grin his only guy could he never for sale he built them for friends the sweetest this sound comes from old number ten hey. done His favorite was a draw knife. He showed Towns his son, quietly carving. His presence was big. He worked till he tired, then he'd roll up a cig and talk of the times he and Towns would raise hell. Susanna was young, still feeling well. The guy built guitars, each one unique with patience, with soul and technique, Guy built guitars, and each one unique, Guy built guitars, Guy built guitars.
1: I built guitars.
0: That's a great tune. Thanks, man. That's a really great tune. You should check oh, yeah. that. You should check out his writing. Yeah,
1: I bet it's, I'm familiar with it. it. I can't imagine
0: it's eluded me for the first.
1: Sure. I mean, so go early. right back to that first record, and uh, you can hear that L.A. freeway song with a uh, without getting killed or cut. That's a good place to start with, guy. Gosh, gotcha.
0: but I mean, they're all great. It's he's a he was a poet, man. Yeah, it makes me think about what goes into that one, uh, a guitar is unique in that it's wood, uh, compared to all instruments, yeah. I can't say all instruments, but what what does it mean that something's alive and then it becomes a, a vessel yeah. uh, in that way, sure. and yeah. how does that impact the playability of a guitar, you ever think yeah. about stuff like that? Yeah, I mean it's weird when you think about it. this was,
1: you know, I think that this neck was is of made of Honduran rosewood. So this was like a tree in Honduras. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's um, Hawaiian wood on this guitar. A friend of mine built this guitar for me. Um, it's weird, you know. It's a, and, and it's strange uh, that it can give life to these ideas. And I was riding riding over here thinking about like, well, what are we gonna eat, talk? What am I gonna talk? I don't know. what We're we gonna talk about for a little? I was just like, just play some songs, you know. Like and then I was thinking like, all right, well I got all these new songs and play some songs. And then I started thinking, it's kind of cool, like this stuff that i wrote down like just a couple weeks ago didn't exist in this universe and it does i mean mainly in my head because i haven't really recorded any of it but like i'm coming over here and i it's like i got a head full of tunes and 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 this thing you know which was once alive was the vessel for these things to actually come to life mm mm-hmm. um It's weird. Yeah, I do think about weird stuff like that. (laughs) Probably more than I need to.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I take it is how weird I am, uh, or a step further in weirdness, is that that if everything is mostly empty space and vibration is the root of all the stuff that's not just empty space, then maybe that's the reason that 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 one odd guitar uh, or that one guitar plays oddly. Yeah. uh, Because something in the vibration of that thing when it was alive sure doesn't want to play nice with the vibration if you're asking it to be
1: now yeah and and like he said it ain't in the numbers sometimes you get lucky and and you could build two completely yeah two identical specs and for maybe those kinds of reasons that you're talking about like you know for whatever you know for whatever whatever that reason is but like yeah it's it's strange to think why that happens the
0: magic's in picking the
1: wood yeah and that's what he talked about in the book he actually says the mysterious part is choosing the wood yeah you know, so I, which I in the book it was interesting when I read this passage. You know, everything from like what his favorite tool was, how he taught Townsman's aunt's son how to build guitars, to um, how he'd work until he would get tired, and then he would roll up a cigarette. Um, uh, he uh, telling t- tales about uh, Towns and and his wife, and his wife in um, later in her life after Towns passed away, she kind of part of her kind of died when Towns died and. So the, the latter part of her life wasn't really as, as rewarding, you know, I think that she kind of, um, she couldn't, rec- she never really recovered from, from the death of towns, you know, like, <laughs> so like, I think, you know, like, I, I tried to paint this picture of, of him telling stories of the good old days, you know, down in his workshop, which was in his basement. Where there there is a wrecked guitar that was once making new berries that he built for him, that's sitting, that's like a you know on a shelf, you know, like kind of like an exhibit almost. It said, yeah. how, how they describe it." It's a piece of history. And so I just started writing down little ideas about like the idea of him building guitars. I didn't really know that much about it, and um, it just kind of fell out of the sky. That's the good stuff, man. That's that's fun when songs kind of just fall out of the sky. You know? mm-hmm.
0: Well. The way you talk about writing songs i think about writing uh, writing jokes now which mm-hmm. I've, I've struggled to write things in the past i've written sure. academic essays and shit me like too that. yeah totally but um but writing a joke is or telling a story uh is is a similar thing to, to writing a song yeah i, think. I agree I mean, it's something i'm learning how to do but uh, i guess i've known how to tell stories for a long time but there's something about the practice and the repetition of of getting it out so when you're telling a story like when you're telling the story about God building guitars how I only have to write words so how do you balance and I know everybody has their own way but how do you balance the music and the story because in a way, those are two storylines, separate yeah. storylines in and of themselves. I aren't think they? that you can tell when the music that you're
1: playing goes with the words. you're At least I can. I mean, I, like I feel like I can tell. Like, like when I was writing this one, it didn't start in three. Like the music that I had was in four. Like it, it ended up in like a waltz, like a one two three one two three one two. It wasn't in the beginning. It was more of a straight four four kind of thing. And as I kind of kept going with it, um, it felt like it needed to be in, like, a waltz, almost like an old-timey kind of thing. Almost like a, like a, you know like an old sea shanty or something is how I'm hearing it if I ever record it. Like, these parts, I'm hearing, like, a, f- a fiddle, like, playing, dancing around those, those, with some sort of a recurring mel- melody. But um, I think that for that one, you know, um, it was more trying to uh, think about, like, what would, what would Guy do? You know, like I'm writing a song about this guy, you know, I'm about him like kind of like when I wrote that song about Cowboy, I was kind of playing in the, in the, with the idea of him in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. like, and usually you can kind of tell when something's working with words and if it's not, and if it's not, you can tell too, and then you go elsewhere. And it's like, it's for me, it's like, I always kind of thought about it like, a, like a puzzle, you yeah. know, guy, when Guy Clark wrote songs, he actually wrote it out on, uh, wrote it out, printed everything impeccably. On graph paper, and he would use an exacto knife and like move verses around and work. I mean, he was like a craftsman, not only yeah. and they, they called him the craftsman. Although he kind of was insulted, he thought that making guitars and, and making songs were two d- different parts of the brain and not to mix to mix them up. to <laughs> call him like the craftsman of song was like a different kind of. But um, he would actually really really focus on um, details. And that's, that's that's something that I try to do too. Is like if the, if the word doesn't need to be there, like I'll literally just like think for a long time, sometimes days, on like should that word be there or not? Is it better? With, is it is it cluttering things up or is it adding to the? Mm-hmm. He was very much like that, and actually like studying him and guys like him and prying and stuff, they have made me more like trying to
0: shoot trim the
1: fat, if you will, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, that's yeah. something that ties, ties into what I know of now of, about trying to make things simple and, and cutting the fat. I The term economy of words totally. has come up a lot, but Should that gets jokes, back Jokes, it's huge too, man. Yeah, like you were saying earlier about yeah. Carlin, you know, to, oh, yeah. to tie back all the way into that. The master. <laughs> the philosopher king, as yeah. I like to call him, mm-hmm. uh, whoever the reigning philosopher king happens yeah. to be. Um, it's interesting how it, it requires an economy of words to convey a certain thing, but it also, the words mean so little, and the tone means so much more. Oh, yeah. So how do you balance the tone of the the f- linguistic phrase you're trying to get out with the tone of the melody? Do they always go together, or how how do you play with that? I'm sure I mean, there are a million have, possibilities um, for all of these, but i mean do you even think about stuff like that no, or I, I don't really i just it's, it's not
1: like it's more just like i make up something and it sounds good with guitar
0: yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> you
1: know yes. from very simple and that's that's really it's not um well, here's i'm some, not really getting too I, just, I, to I feel like it. if, if, if it's feeling good then i'm doing something right <laughs> if it's a struggle then i probably should abandon or or try to approach it from a different because I, I don't know i mean and maybe that's wrong um I'm sure there are all kinds of people that have written songs that were a struggle that ended up being great songs. I'll, I usually will take that as a sign to me like, if this is too hard, if you're trying too hard to do this, if this if it's being this difficult, then it's probably you're not going about it right. Right. And so then I'll either, you know, jump ship and abandon it, or I'll try to go from a different angle, like play it in a different time signature or a different key, or, yeah. There's no real science to it. It's like, like I said, it's like I always kind
0: of thought about it like a puzzle, you know, like trying to fill in the spots and. Yeah, my my puzzle right now is timing.
1: Yeah, so. that's dude. That's tough. I and I have buddies that um, like one of my really good friends up north. His name is Chicago Farmer, and we, he's been down here. and We've played some gigs down here together. We've toured it all over the place together, and but he's he's you know i would i would argue that a good bit of his set is, it, it, it could be construed as, as stand up comedy
0: yeah i mean
1: he he's 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 got bits uh-huh. like and and they go into they work and sometimes they work in the middle of songs where he'll just break it down and, and tell a story in the middle of us and keep the chords going but then go off on a diatribe and it's I mean he's his timing is like and it's that easy man like and, and I think if you can kind if you can do both like tad Snyder's a great example I don't know if you know Todd's like, yeah work tad's like' don't think so brilliant storyteller and just damn funny you know he's yeah. just funny he's the kind of guy you would just love to have a beer with and just like just make he's just he's just hilarious um, and, and Cody's uh, Chicago farmer is similar in that in that regard. I mean other great storytellers like Prime is a great storyteller. Um, guy Clark, funny storyteller. Um, I think there's a, there's an art form in that. I certainly haven't figured it out. I mean, I'm much better at doing this than I am at, at um, getting laughs but uh, God, if you can do both in music it's pretty it's pretty uh, yeah. that's a pretty potent recipe. You know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. if you if you're a really good writer and you know you 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 have the ability to work a crowd and and your timing is good with storytelling like yeah it's a hard that's that's a beautiful thing man yeah Timing's everything you know i mean and clearly if you and if you don't have a guitar and you're up there by yourself and you're doing just straight up comedy Mm -hmm. then you really gotta you don't have this to hide behind like you gotta have timing you know it's it's well, like I was telling i got to come check out one of your sets. Please time. do. Yeah, man. Please when's, do. When's the next Compton show?
0: Uh, I'll be at Shooter's uh, Shooters at Cordova Lanes Where's tonight. That? It's in Pensacola by Cordova Mall. Uh, Cordova Lanes. It's a bit of a drive from okay. here. But uh, it's an open mic. It's a late night thing. There are usually only a handful of us. So. Yeah it would be awesome if, if yeah well, you gonna, and all my music friends made thursday nights fucking
1: my wife and i other. will come out to one of these <laughs> at some point we're yeah, here until
0: do. we're here
1: until um the end of february so i've oh, got okay. like another like six weeks or yeah. something or
0: seven or six maybe five now i don't know it goes by so fast well while you bring it up i'll plug them for you real quick uh the back porch comedy back porch comedy open mic that's on tuesdays at okay. the back porch in pensacola mm-hmm. blind mule on wednesdays in mobile uh, and Friday every Friday night, these are the shows that to come to. These are show shows. There's the back porch showcase, which is either out of town people or showcase of local comics. This week, my buddy's doing kind of a mashup between his talk show and the back porch comedy showcase. So okay. it's going to be experimental. Tons okay. of good times. Sure. And then after that, my buddy Ryan Pfeiffer, who I just did a podcast with recently. Uh, is does the rated r comedy show late night so that's every friday night okay. starts at nine uh for the showcase at 11 for the one after it i've been on the showcase once and uh and look forward to, to being back on it if, if i ever get invited to do yeah. it again i didn't suck too bad so i think i get invited <laughs> back eventually but uh but i'm always on the uh on the tuesday wednesday and thursday and we're trying to book more shows all over the place. Yeah. But you'll have to come check
1: out. No, so we definitely will. Plug. And actually, while I'm thinking about this, while you're plugging your shows, I'm going to plug mine. Because I have yeah, yeah. a show this Saturday on the 20th at the Fairhope Brewery. In, up in Fairhope, it's their fifth anniversary party. Cool. I hit it 2 p.m. And then on the 26th this month, I'm at the Soul Kitchen in Mobile with Grace and Caps. And then on the 27th, I'm in Gulf Shores at the Big Beach Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah. And then on the 2nd and 3rd, I'm out in Pensacola Beach at... Um, Paradise Inn, which is a great, awesome nice. old-school Florida.
0: Yeah, yeah. Paradise Inn. That's Love a good it. place. Classic. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, uh,
1: yeah, I got a bunch of stuff
0: coming up, too. Everybody
1: come check that. That's awesome. Out. Yeah.
0: I want you to come to a comedy open mic I'll be back. and try and tell stories. Oh, I don't know friends. if I could do that. I'll come and I'll come and observe, man. Right, I promise I won't um, put you on the spot.
1: For right yeah, I, it's that's the hard stuff, man. I'm definitely relying on my instrument and... and, and, uh, and um telling stories more through song than just it's it's a lot easier for me to do it like that yeah than to yeah <laughs> i just oh, know it because i've you know I've, I've had some crash and burn moments on, on Mike, you know i mean i've been doing this for 20 something years like yeah. you know where you're, you're like what am i ta-? like i'm talking myself like into a like a black hole right now and i need to stop and play a song
0: because this isn't working <laughs> you know like it's yeah. it's, it's, a whole it's other so fun yeah it's it's so. We'll I like standing in that awkwardness. I mean, I'm, I'm new to this. <laughs> yeah. so it, Sure. All right. Well, that's probably a good thing. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't. it's not what I'm setting out to do, but I know enough about comedy and public speaking to know that to get up there and freak out about it doesn't do any good. Yeah. And so I look at it as an experiment. Sure. And it's got to be interesting yeah. on some level. Uh, so, I, so I try not to freak out about it. But you can't. You have fun. to be
1: calm. Yeah. And, and um, it's just, you know, like... The, the more relaxed and yourself that you can be in those weird situations in sometimes those those um, nerve-wracking situations you know I'm I'm just talking from like a stage perspective where it's like some huge gig or somebody's there that I've not, whatever anything like you, the more you can just be yourself clearly you know this because you yeah. been, you've been doing it obviously the more comfortable you can be the easier I think the more you'll set other people at ease like it's funny you're talking about how it was kind of cold up in that place and everybody's yeah. kind of sitting there all tightened up and it's like <laughs> I mean if you could sense that from the comic then that's coming straight out to the audience and they're going to yeah. start to tighten up so I think yeah. that the more like you, you clearly you're already, you already it sounds like you got a pretty good handle on it you know like
0: well uh, I haven't figured out how to get out of it yet yeah. it doesn't bug me to be there that's, but I, I'm it, learning how to get out of that well
1: that's the, that's the way you're going to learn is if it's not bugging you to be there which I mean a lot of people that's just the first thing right out of the gate like this is too weird this is too nerve-wracking I don't want to do this yeah. the fact that you're okay with that which means it's going to allow you now to, to learn and and the more you do it the, obviously the better that you're going to get you're going right. to see other people that'll kick your ass and you'll be like holy shit I'm really influenced by that like oh, now I want to go home and write you know this because that dude just was like out of the out of the box that was awesome or something or this this woman like blew my mind tonight and now i needed, so you'll get this you'll get that kind of stuff too the more you can be around it like the 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 better you mean you'll get and and the fact that you can handle you can take a beating that's good you know that means you'll keep coming back and that's how you grow so yeah that's cool man Mm. that's you know i have to say that as soon as i saw that you were doing that i was it was interested just right out of the gate i was like huh
0: I'll mm. I'll play I'll play you the, I've got them all I've got them all recorded I'll play the uh, the show last night just to to yeah. backstory we had talked about before we got on on the uh, before we turned on the microphones the uh, last night at an open mic the blind mule every mobile uh, I ate it oh I was horrible I was horrible and, uh, and it was a cold night and it was uh, kind of an awkward night not a real big crowd and um, and I, I just I couldn't overcome. I couldn't figure out how to uh, how to turn it around. And so we were observing all of the things that were going on to try and just analyze the situation and learn from it. And uh, so that's what we're talking about uh, <laughs> is me eating it at an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> Which
1: yeah. everybody's done it. it I've, happens. I've taken some dives at some open mics, you know early in my,
0: Well, I've heard stories uh, from a a comedy standpoint. Ari Shafir, I don't know if you know who that is, but he is a a well-established philosopher king in and of himself. He's on the top right now um, in a lot of people's eyes. And he said that he got on stage one time and turned his recorder on and just stood there. This whole three minutes and stared at the audience and felt them staring at him. Supposedly, and Frank Zappa did that. Really? <laughs> what it was is like? We're like, like
1: 15 minutes like, or something oh, of silence. Oh, just, it was, I think it was in Peoria, Illinois. Like, pretty close to where. I, I, if I might be wrong on this, but. Um, tell me yeah, what you remember. Supposedly, it was like, and I wasn't there, but like, supposedly, he sat there for like 15 or 20 minutes. I think he might even pull up a stool. <laughs> People were like. You know booing and this and that people just leaving and eventually after the like people a bunch of people left he goes now that those people are gone or like you know i can play i'll put play the people who really wanted who wanted to hear me or something like that you know nice. he one of his mind jedi mind trick zappa he was a genius you know like he was way you won't know, know much I, about no Frank no, zappa? no no fill
0: me in oh fill yeah me in. i mean i've heard the music but
1: i mean yeah I mean, of... he was he was you know he could get he knew how to get reactions you know and he was yeah. always looking for a reaction and he was out there man and, and but like absolutely brilliant like not only musically but as just as the way his mind worked you know he was a very very intelligent man and um and strange and avant-garde and everybody thought that he was like this you know weird drug u- he didn't even he was he didn't use drugs he did, he did, he kind of found it repulsive actually and he didn't none, nobody in his band was allowed to drink or use drugs but mm-hmm. I mean, everything was so progressive and tight but um, yeah, supposedly he pulled that that bit where he st- sat on a stool for like fifteen or twenty minutes while people were like waiting for the show to start. Yeah, we were like, and what just are we doing? Staring down the audience. Yeah. <laughs> until enough people left that he's like, well, now those people are gone. I'll give the people that really care, like, you know, yeah. That's, That's great, it. man. Yeah, I would never That's have great. the ability to sit there and feel that discomfort. <laughs> you know, I've actually seen and I may have seen skin.
0: Cowboy do this. I've seen people oh, yeah. do it at the beginning of songwriter sets where they'll play. Uh, they'll they'll play like an F sharp, yeah, and uh and and just kind of let it ring out. And I think I saw a Cowboy doing that. One. He's so out I'm there too, man. On stage, just going ping. I remember he like, uh, settle in. He would say
1: stuff like after songs, if, it, if there wasn't enough of a response, he'd say stuff like "Clap, you sons of bitches!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Cowboy. I, I love Cowboy. I remember him
1: pulling that. Uh, we I, I, he came up and played a handful of shows with me up in Illinois, and, and he pulled that. Um, at a at a house concert, you know, a nice seated show was. I think we had, it was sold out. There was a room full of people, and it was a really good response. But it wasn't up to par, evidently. He's like, "Clap, you sons of bitches!" <laughs> to my friends, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh man,
0: <laughs> Cowboy Johnson yeah. talking about clap, you sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yep so, uh, two button presses. That means we are nearly an hour in, man. Yeah, maybe I mean, no, it
1: should just alone. Yeah, I was gonna play you this one last tune. And
0: do you have to go? We don't have to cut this off. No,
1: I don't have to. But I mean, at some point, people are going to get be- bored listening to us sit around and bullshit.
0: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> the, this most of this. There's still nine people watching us right yeah, now, shit, so we a... can't. Thank you guys for yeah. for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate it and uh, gracias. yeah and please please share Indeed, um, we don't have time limits anymore like I, I keep working to, to figure out ways to, to expand what we're what, what's possible yeah and so we've got long battery life on the camera the only thing we're limited by is the two hours and 20 minute uh, record uh, capacity on the SD card for the camera sure so that two hours and 20 minutes that's yeah, the that's, only mark that's, we got it's really long yeah. <laughs> but, I can I sit here and pick apart songs and I was even going to ask you about yeah. uh, like from a I write bits and, and I'll write something down and go that's definitely not fucking funny and I'll yeah. toss it sure do you ever get, maybe you don't toss it you know like oh I do yeah because uh, you might
1: come back to it at some point you might see it back in a different light well I mean just like anything like it, it, the the more, like, if, if he, any idea is a good idea, just, I mean, just write everything down, and I would keep it all. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not working, like, for me, like, I'll say, that like I abandoned abandon it in a tune, I just went through, like, a folder on the computer the other day, and it was, like, something like 30 songs or something like that, and most of them were never released on anything, or never really even came to, maybe weren't finished, or this or that, I, It was, like, actually, it was, like, mind-blowing, I was, like, there's some really good, stuff in here that I could harvest that could be used you know they're
0: full songs some of them are some of them
1: are bits and pieces some of them are full songs and stuff that I just for whatever reason didn't feel like it was cutting the mustard or something but um I
0: gotta start saving shit
1: yeah I mean I would like everything that you've got like you know like keep it Man, um, do you know who Will Kimbrough is? He's that awesome. name sounds a great. <laughs> great writer and, and and a phenomenal instrumentalist, and he played guitar on the Lower Alabama record that I did with Anthony Crawford. Okay. The old Sugar cane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Savannah sings it. Anyway, Will, I, I was playing at Callahan's with him a couple of years ago, um, in in Mobile, and I opened up, and I was just kind of watching him. He had a notebook with him, and he was like, I watched him multiple times throughout the night write, jot stuff down. He mm-hmm. was literally, he if you have an idea about a line or something, um, you know, he's 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 he seasoned enough to know that that stuff will be gone if you don't get it down. And I'm sure not all of it's usable, but, I mean, you're still using that part of your brain. It's like, even if you think it's not funny, I mean, you know, I would hang on to it, and maybe part of it is. Or, you you know, you see something in a different light later, and you can use it or something. like, So, like... And that's the same when I'm, like, in the studio, if I'm either, if I'm helping a band make a record or a writer make a record I'm producing, or if I'm doing it myself, there are no bad ideas, you know, like, everything's worth trying. Yeah. So, like, we'll always, like, somebody has an idea to try something in a completely different feel, like, we'll try it, and sometimes it works, and if it doesn't, that's fine, but at least it gets a try. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, I'm always about, like, you know, ideas, 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 you know, like, the more stuff you can jot down and even if you think maybe it's not that great you know like sometimes our perspectives change and like like i said some of those songs that i heard in that folder that never became anything i was like wow like these are some really good there's some really good songs i could probably i could just do like a record of just those songs and these are songs that were written years ago some of them like 15 years ago you know like yeah so um you you know i don't know what changed in my mind to make me think that they were worthy now wherever from back then they weren't I don't know I mean maybe your perspective changes and I think we're we're constantly evolving as humans so like I would say like keep hang on to everything don't throw anything away that's my advice speaking of which uh, I was talking about this song um and Kimbrough writing stuff down when I was on a roll a couple weeks ago I was thinking about and today obviously we have a north wind because it's been cold and living across the street from the Gulf of Mexico and you know this now because you, you live here um, if the south wind's blowing it's, he- it's heaven it's great you get it's it's you can see the smell of it like the sound of the you can hear the waves a lot louder when the wind's blowing them that sound you know reverberation towards you um, like I said the sight and the smell of it just the, the sound of it it's like a whole different ballgame from from uh, a north wind which just brings cold and <laughs> darkness um yeah. which we're getting right now don't yeah. Me and if anybody's from illinois that's listening to this they're probably just shaking their head and rolling their eyes right now because they're they're the ones that are really freezing up there i think it's oh, like a yeah. single digit right but anyway i had this line um and i set it out on the beach i think it was like on christmas day we were out there and this, when, uh, there's a south wind uh, blowing and it's bringing the sweet smell of the sea to me and and as soon as i got back i jotted it down that's the will kembro thing you come up with a line you have to like or it'll be gone. You know, like oh, I yeah, can't tell you how many. I'm sure you've you've had jokes that'll never you'll never find again, or maybe mm-hmm. they will reveal themselves. So, um, so I wrote it down, and then this 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 song kind of, and you know, we'll will close with this. The song, um, I think you can relate to as you live right across the street from the beach. It's an amazing thing to to be able to see the Gulf of Mexico on a daily basis. I've seen the Gulf of Mexico every day for the last you know. Month and a half, and it's it's there's something very therapeutic about it, and so with this tune, I kind of tried to create this kind of scene um, of what you know you see when you go out there, the sun setting and the moon's actually rising, you can see both at the same time, and like there's usually somebody fishing out there that I'll up a conversation with, and there's pelicans, and like so that's this one's called this one's called uh, South Wind, and then we'll do this and
2: in... bid you good night. <laughs> South wind, a blowing, it's bringing a sweet smell of the sea to me. I can hear waves crashing, soon we'll be dashing across the street. And the sun's dipping low. an old guy a-fishing he's casting his line out in the sea by me he says I ain't catching nothing but a good time and baby that's fine by me he says he worked half his life delivering there's golf, fishes, and sails There's a pelican, a diving Hunting and surviving It's a sight to see Like a Chris kamikaze Or Sabbath with Izzy In the late 60s Really, it's the water like a well-oiled machine it never comes up empty not that I ever seen There is a south wind blowing it's bringing the sweet smell of the sea to me There is a south wind a blowin it's bringing the sweet smell of the sea to me. There's a south wind blowing It's bringing the sweet smell of the sea to me.
0: Actually, there's a north wind blowing. (laughs) It's cold. (laughs) But today we're going to use our imaginations and it'll be all right. Soon, soon enough. So. You got a story behind that one that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just beach, you know, like that's, that's, um, I'm, like I said, I feel very fortunate to have that access to that and it's right across the street. And I, mean, you know, I if it's, the weather's, you know, decent, as long as it's not raining or just absolutely freezing, I'm out there, you know, on a daily basis. And I, I try to not take it for granted. I I would never want to live that close to that body of water and not appreciate it and I wouldn't and take it for granted. I mean I know that people when you live down here year round it's probably just I don't know maybe it becomes old hat but like I'm still kind of a kid in the candy store when it comes to to the water and and being near it and in this environment really
0: so yeah it's awesome yeah
1: I appreciate you having me too man thanks um, for thank including you so me much for your, being
0: here in your uh, podcast brother You're very welcome thank you Cheers. for being here we'll uh, promise you'll come back and do it again of course man hell yeah. In that case, we will leave it there. Ladles and Jelly Spoons, Facebook, YouTube. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Facebook. Bye-bye, YouTube. And for those of you listening at home, Ladles and Jelly Spoons. Until next time, truth, love, and peace.